Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Southeastern 14 here to preview Ole Miss's trip to Tuscaloosa to face the Crimson Tide. Ole Miss coming in unbeaten 3-0, Alabama 2-1. Of course, the loss two weeks ago to Texas at home and then the road trip to South Florida in a game in which the Crimson Tide didn't exactly set the world on fire. Looked like they set the passing game back about 100 years as I watched that one. But the defense was really good, and Alabama came home with a road win. Ole Miss has just been on fire offensively. Injuries, ineffectiveness from its best player doesn't seem to matter. Ole Miss is just racking up points week in and week out. Blake or Blaine, excuse me, can't wait to watch this one. September the 23rd on Saturday on CBS 2.30 Central. Uh, get your popcorn ready. No, no doubt. No doubt. It's exciting to, to see Ole Miss come back into Tuscaloosa, especially out, out that matchup that you just referenced the last time was so hyped up. So uh, these teams in two different spots here, Chris. You got Alabama that is up in arms, and you think you got an Ole Miss uh, fan base that is super excited, even with Quinshaw Judkins injured and, and you know, Lane Kiffin is treating it like I say, like a like a hockey team manager. He's not. He's giving us. Uh, he, he won't give us the specifics. He just says it's lower body or some something along those lines. So they they don't really they don't really tell us what's going on. But he he did uh, praise his his star running back, saying, "Hey, he hadn't been able to practice much at all. I didn't even think he was going to play against Georgia Tech. But for him to come out and try to give us uh, give us some energy, give us some juice, he admired Quinshaw Judkins there. And then of course." everybody's asking the big thing is who's going to be the quarterback for Alabama. They've tried three so far, and that third one has not been the magic number. So now do they go back to the top? Uh, what are they going to do to jumpstart this offense? Defensively, Alabama playing well, uh, flying around as we thought they would coming into this season. So that is a really intriguing matchup that I know we're going to get into. But by far and away, uh, if you'd have came into this year, I think people would have said, okay, who's the quarterback at Ole Miss? Because they brought in, you know, a couple of high-profile transfers. And I think everybody assumed that Jalen Milrow would kind of run with this thing at Alabama, and it hasn't gone that way. So a lot of intrigue going into this one, Chris. Yeah, and I've been super impressed with, with Ole Miss so far because it's been down Trey Harris part of the time. Uh, it's been down Franklin. We, we talked about the running back situation. It just seems like guys have stepped up. Jackson Dart has elevated his play to, to probably the best it's ever been as a collegiate. Uh, Ulysses Bentley, who came in as a pretty highly regarded transfer two years ago and, and took the back seat to Judkins, has been pretty good so far. That That's helped Ole Miss sustain a, a running attack. But, but really, Dart's been the story. If you pick an SEC player of the year, Three games in, uh, he might he might be your guy. And Ole Miss's offensive numbers have just been electric. 52.7 points a game, Alabama giving up 14.7. Ole Miss is running at 52% of the time, five and a half yards per rushing play, where Alabama is giving up 4.0. 11.1 yards per passing play, Blaine, and that's taking sacks and putting them into it. So that comes off your passing yards taking care of the ball, check that box off, a 1% turnover rate. Alabama forcing turnovers at a 2.1% rate. Um, maybe your concern here is sacks. Ole Miss has given up five, and Alabama's got eight. But my goodness, I know Alabama's defense will be the best that Ole Miss has seen so far. But uh, 
you know, J- Jackson Dart, I don't know if it, he or Quint Ewers is a better quarterback, but um, I, I think Dart is at least playing on that level so far. And I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how this goes in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, I think that we thought the defensive front for Alabama would be a little bit more dominant than they than they have been to start off here. Now, they didn't get just ran the ball all over them against Texas, 105 yards rushing, but USF had 177 yards rushing, which is a little bit out of character for an Alabama team. They were, they did, you know, move the ball decently on them. Now, Alex Golish for USF was uh, at Tennessee as, as Josh Heupel's offensive coordinator, so he knew a little bit about playing against Saban and that, that defense over there. But I'm excited to see the rushing element with Jackson Dart because you saw USF's quarterback at times give Alabama a little bit of trouble, move the chains a little bit. Jackson Dart is every bit as dynamic as that, and I think he's playing quite well. You mentioned uh, you know, elite quarterback play in the level he's playing at. I think you could arguably say right now Dart, Wigman, and Rattler are by far and away playing the best quality of quarterback in the SEC right now. And if they can get Trey Harris back at receiver, that gives you a weapon uh, that can test that Alabama secondary that you know, didn't necessarily hold up at times against guys like Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell for Texas. So does uh, does Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin say, "Hey, Terry on Arnold, we're going to see if you can, you know, cover a double move. We're going to see if you can, you can, you know, plaster to a guy one on one for a while as we run some deep over routes and things like that. If you're in man coverage, they know what Kool Aid McKinstry gives them on the other side." And I think that it's going to be incumbent upon this Alabama defensive front to really take over this ball game, Chris, if they want to have a chance of what I put down yeah. at the bottom. Can Alabama score with Ole Miss? Because they're going to need to keep points to a minimum because I don't think you have – when we talk about the other side of the ball here in a minute, I don't think you have a whole lot of confidence in that offense right now. And even being at home at Bryant-Denny, you need to keep Jackson Dart – from being efficient, and that's going to take negative plays on behalf of that Alabama defensive front, tackles for a loss, sacks, maybe creating some turnovers at a higher rate than they are right now. Um, but, you know, injury bug is going to be the big question. Can Quinshot get healthy? Have they been kind of easing him into things, knowing that, hey, this game is coming up, and maybe this is where we see Quinshot look a little bit more healthy and get after Alabama running the football after USF did a little bit last week. All right, let's talk about the other side of the matchup. I'll start by saying something nice about Alabama's offense against South Florida, and that is Roydale Williams and Jace McClellan were markedly better than they'd been. 30 carries for a combined 203 yards and a score. That went to Williams, who had a long of 48. Uh, After that, the pickings are kind of slim. Uh, The the quarterback play was awful. We we did not see Jalen Milrow. What we did see is Ty Simpson and Tyler Buckner combine to go 10 for 23 for 107 yards. That's an average of 4.7 yards per attempt. On the season, and these numbers are going to be inflated by that Middle Tennessee State blowout in the opener, Alabama averaging 32.3 points per game, Ole Miss giving up 16.7. On rushing plays, which Alabama tries 55% of the time, 5.7 yards per play, Ole Miss giving up 3.8. Passing plays, this is just gross. Alabama, 5.9 yards per passing play. Ole Miss giving up 5.0, which is great. Ole Miss's defense has been a little bit of an underrated storyline. And let's not forget, 
Georgia Tech and Tulane can move the ball and score a little bit. Uh, I think in all the the noise of the offense in Oxford, and, and of course that's what you're going to get because Lane Kiffin is an offensive coach. Some of the defensive numbers uh, have, have been pretty nice so far. Ole Miss forcing turnovers on 2.1% of snaps, Alabama turning it over 1.6% of the time. I, I don't know what Alabama does at quarterback. I don't know. After what I saw – of of Buckner and Simpson, I almost think they have to go back to Milrow because of the the threat of the, the rushing. And and you've seen Jalen Milrow at times really sort of take over bits of games with his feet. You saw it against Arkansas a year ago. I, I don't know what Alabama does here, but I don't think confidence is super high. Whatever that option is right now. Another element to this, Chris, that we haven't even talked about. Pete Golden is very familiar with this offensive personnel he's about to be going up against for the last, you know, three years or whatever it was that he was the defensive coordinator at Alabama. He knows very personally how the the strengths, the weaknesses of these guys, even the freshmen, he probably had a hand in helping, you know, recruit some of these guys or was around them, uh, was in the staff meetings where they discussed, hey, this is what this guy's good at, this is what he's not. So I think you're going to see – a guy in Pete Golding who's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder, especially after how things went down. And he's got that land shark defense who had brought in a lot of transfers, especially on the back end of that defense. It started to, to gel together pretty well. Uh, held a mobile quarterback in his own right in Haynes King, who has played markedly better under Buster Faulkner at Georgia Tech. Um, held him in check uh, last week in, in Oxford. So I think whether – Whichever one it is, you're going to face a quarterback that is going to be asked to use his legs, whether it's Simpson or Milrow. I think that I don't think they go back to Buckner, um, but I'm with you. I think Milrow has been the best option. Also, goodness gracious, Caden Proctor is getting just beat like he stole something at left tackle when there's any kind of pass rush with a, a little bit of twitch and speed to it. Uh, coming around that edge, I wonder if they stay with him at left tackle or if they make a switch there, but. I think you're going to see Pete Golding and this um, Old Miss defense load up to stop the run, put a spy on Milrow if Milrow is indeed the quarterback and say, okay, can you can you be accurate enough? Can you have the, the moxie enough to withstand pressure and to deliver the football accurately? And can the receivers get enough separation? We saw uh, Jermaine Burton do it at times, and, and you – to credit to Milrow on that beautiful throw he put in the end zone down there and that long touchdown to the Texas game. But can they do it consistently, Chris? That's my that's my question there. And we don't know. We don't know how – you know, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are two guys that, hey, it's all on how you practice is how you're going to play. I mentioned in our Georgia preview that two years ago, Stetson Bennett was not supposed to be the quarterback in the UAB game. It was going to be Carson Beck. Uh, and – Bennett outpracticed him, so Bennett became the starter. And two years later, we know what happened with Georgia. Who steps up and practice and leads the team better this week for Alabama will get the nod. But that Pete Golding element, the revenge factor, the intimate knowledge of the offensive personnel, that is an intriguing deal to me. And quite frankly, Chris, I'm surprised that Alabama is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this contest. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. A couple more things that I wanted to cover. Well, let's look at special teams. Ole Miss is ranked 48th in SP Plus's special teams rankings. Alabama 24th. Penalty yardage, not much difference here, Blaine. Ole Miss 52 yards a game on penalties. 
and Alabama 48. But but you mentioned picks. All right, here's how Vegas sees it. Vegas has Alabama a six and a half point favorite over under a 55. That leads to a predicted final score of 31 to 24 in Alabama's favor. ESPN's FPI giving Alabama three points by virtue of being at home. Alabama by seven. SP plus, same thing. Jeff Sagarin, Alabama by six. Average those out. Alabama about a six and a half, seven point favorite. But but you know what, Blaine? When I'm in doubt on games, I lean so much if if I just can't decide. A lot of times I'll say, whose quarterback do I trust better? Right now, that is a no-brainer. Ole Miss made this close a year ago. Darn near pulled it off. I think with Texas having kind of broken the seal on beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa, Ole Miss comes into Tuscaloosa and pulls the upset. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to to go against Ole Miss right now because of two two factors. Uh, we talked about some of the the youth up front for Alabama with Caden Proctor. I think you're going to see you know Jared Ivy at defensive end, uh, the butt linebacker Cedric Johnson, both seniors, Chris. Uh, so experienced guys that are going up against that true freshman. Does Alabama? You know, they're already struggling to get something going in the passing game. Are they going to have to keep a tight end in? Are they going to have to keep a running back in to help chip and protect? And now that's one less guy to create plays out in space for Jalen Milrow or whoever the quarterback will be. And they've got a lot of senior guys on that defense that Pete Golden, yes, he's brought in a lot of them by transfers, as I said, but they're starting to round into form. I trust Jackson Dart infinitely more, like you said, than – any of the quarterbacks that Alabama can run out there. And I think Quinshaw Judkins, I just have a feeling uh, that he's going to feel a little bit more healthy. Uh, you know, I'm, I know that they don't use this anymore, but remember back in the days when they had the DMSO, the horse uh, numbing up cream that they'd put on, on running backs and stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss uh, goes to the ag barn over there in Oxford and finds something that they make sure that they can – they can uh, make sure that uh, Quinshaw Jenkins is feeling good for this game. I think he'll suddenly have a little bit of renewed health as he heads into Tuscaloosa. You know, he's a guy that's from the from the state of Alabama over there, so this is a big big opportunity for him. And I think you're going to see uh, Ole Miss win this football game. I, I I think they should be favored favored going into this football game. I don't know what Vegas knows. Those guys they don't want to lose money. I know that, but yeah. My goodness, uh, I feel like Ole Miss should be the favorite with how inept Alabama's offense has been. Chris, I got a quick question for you. When did the question start to come about was Tommy Reese the right guy? As soon as it happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe they already have been going, but <laughs> I think they're they're going to be acerbated, even exacerbated even more after this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. We'll see. What scares me is when my opinion and, and Vegas's opinions are diametrically opposed. I, I always lose that one. So Alabama fans, take heart. I've just I've just given you the win here, and so is Blaine. But anyway, we're picking all these games involving SEC and FBS teams. Best way to catch those: hit that subscribe button so you catch them all. Hit the like button. We're previewing all the games this week and, and for every week involving SEC and FBS teams. So we'll be back with more of those. I'm Chris Lee. He's Blaine Gilmer. We'll, we are Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.